Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ho, 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 listener dear, it's Christmas! It's Christmas, ho, 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 ho. Happy Christmas, Christmas. listener dear. Yes, welcome to the... (laughs) Wait, sorry. (laughs) The Christmas Crow. Wait, what's going on? Who's who's this character? Happy Christmas, everyone! Christmas Crow. Do you not have a Christmas Crow in your house? What could be more festive? No, I I never have, but I'm going to put a little crow on the top of my Christmas tree now. No, no, the Christmas Crow goes on the bottom of the tree. The bottom yeah. of the tree, yeah. right. Eats all the little bits of food that you drop over Christmas. The Christmas crow, it's not a bad tradition, actually. I tell you what the Christmas crow's done to me, and this is genuinely true. Uh, for, like, the first five nights I had the Christmas tree up, without fail, a, a bauble would fall off in the night and wake me up. But never, why, f- never why are you fell sleeping off. Under the, why are you sleeping under the Christmas tree? <laughs> Well, you know, I've got, I've got to look the after the crow. He's the Christmas crow. Clark is uh, the Christmas crow. Don't give it away, Tom. Um, but never fell off during the day. That's weird. What do you think's going thickens. on in your house? Do you think? Do you think there's people sort of r- r- rifling around in your house uh, under cover of darkness? Well, now I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, Merry <laughs> Christmas um, and welcome to Flat Share Slam Down. It's our festive Flat Share Slam Down. Um, it's a really fun one. Just to explain, it was originally going to be Josie Long versus John Richardson. Um, Josie had to do a uh, a Radio 4 show, so maybe she'll make an appearance later in the show. You'll just have to listen and find out. Tom, Ben! What is it, Matthew? Yeah, what is it, you festive fucker? You are a festive fucker and no mistake. You know what? Uh, Guilty as charged. Uh, One of you two has got to put the mince pies out for old St. Nick, a.k.a. Father Christmas. Oh, well, it's not going to be me. Well, you know, actually, I was going to put out a mince pie and brandy for him, but obviously, uh, if he wants the brandy, the mince pie is not a substantial meal. So instead, I'm just going to put out some scotch and an egg it's it's torn from today's papers from Clarky. i love it <laughs> um what about you parry um i once met a wolf um <laughs> no, that, no, swore, that, that swore at me and then um and then i kicked it in the in in, in the nose and the nose passed away and then rainwater came the out nose of its, passed away yeah and then and then rainwater came out of its ears and it was rude wolf the the dead nose reindeer and you're telling me that you didn't prep that. That is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Comedy store players, move over. Room for a little one. Well, there's only one way that we're going to settle this. We're going to have to have another one of our festive Flash Slam Down. We're in a Flash Slam Down show with our mate. Flash Slam Down. So we're going to slow it down. Flash 
Hello and welcome to Flatshare Slam Down, the panel show that says, You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, he's checking it twice, he's gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping, and he knows if you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Oh, oh. you better watch out. You better not cry. <laughs> you better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. I'm the host and landlord, Matthew Crosby. Let's meet Santa's little helpers. It's Tom Parry and Benedict Clark. Ho, ho, hi, hi, hi. Ho, no, it's ho, 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 Ben. It's ho, ho, hi, ho, ho, hi, ho, ho, hi. <laughs> Listen, hey, guys, hey. you guys, it's wonderful to have you on the show again. Oh, thanks, man. We made, be... it th- we made it through another year together, guys. Oh, we've done thanks it. Thanks for asking me back, actually. I'll it's, a, it's a real pleasure. It's Clarky's second appearance on the show. Um, so you can't, obviously, Clarky, put out the mince pies on your own. Who have you brought along to bubble with you this festive season? Well... I have brought along the spirit of Christmas himself, John Richardson! <laughs> Hello there. Richardson, Rico, how are you doing? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well done to all of you for everything you've ever done. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow. We really needed to hear that, actually. This is the opposite of going home for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, honestly, you know what? It's, 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 it's exactly what I needed to make my heart swell three sizes. That's so, so wonderful. I just read The Grinch to my daughter at bedtime. Did you? Yeah, the book's short, isn't it? I was glad yeah. I got into it and I thought, oh, shit, I've got something to do at eight. And then, actually, it's fairly brief, the book. Do you do different voices? Or is it just the one voice? You strike me as a man with one voice, but I can't. No, Rico's a master of the voice. I can't yeah, imagine well, the cast having a multitude of voices. But is that you? Obviously, didn't see the shit CBBC series "Walk on the Wild Side," where I voiced upwards of four different animals: uh, a monkey and a dung the, beetle. The grumpy monkey. The grumpy, the grumpy dung monkey. Beetle. Grumpy dung beetle. All from slightly different towns of the northwest. The, uh, the dung beetle was from uh, Preston. The, uh, the gnu was from Lancaster. I thought the beetles were from, from Liverpool, but uh, fair enough. Lovely. Um, lovely stuff to start us off. Why not? Why Can I take back what I said earlier about congratulations on everything you've ever done? Everything we've ever done few up caveats. to the point when you gave the compliment. Yes. Everything yes. after that. Could you give the caveats as a footnote at the end of the show? As the credits are rolling, you could just list off all the things that you didn't approve of. <laughs> well, tomorrow night, John's coming back to do a director's commentary on this, where everything we say, yeah, I, I, I can't get behind that. Um, it was a really oh. good impression of a dung beetle, that wasn't it? Very good. Surely, I think. <laughs> Surely, you must be joking. The now, it was. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I know, I know, it's bad, isn't it? I think it's the advocar kicking in. It's made more Christmas crackers. What's Christmas like in your um, What's Christmas like in your house, John? Oh, um, it's not as good since I got married. Um, oh, am I supposed no. to say that? I'm probably not. Not the turnaround. I'd love to know why. Well, I think when you're with your family, you all do it the way your family does it, and then marriage and relationships is just a rogue element, isn't it? I suddenly realise Lucy just does it. Oh, I'm going to say a different way. She does it wrong. She doesn't like playing games. She doesn't what? drink copious amounts. Wow. They just they have a big dinner and then they like have a cup of tea and fall asleep in front of the telly, which no. you can do on like October the ninth. Cup of tea as well. Come on, awful big, business. Big glass of brandy is what you want. You want get to get it. get you some want port to get in hammered. that brandy. 
Absolutely. Get, get hammered, play a, a board game where everyone gets goes a bit too hard, everyone yeah. gets aggressive, somebody cries, no one wants to play with grandma because she's hard of hearing, so she's terrible at articulate. Like this is this is what you want from a you know, you don't want to be falling asleep in front of the telly. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And they still they have an argument and we don't. So they don't play any games and they'll still manage to have an argument and we manage to play games and get on. So it'll be tense this Christmas, but fortunately, because of the awful year we've had, there just won't be as many people and there'll be a general air of sadness about the whole thing, which I think she'll like. <laughs> <laughs> Parry, who have you brought with you this time well, around? guys, fantastic news. The Jamboree's in full swing. We have Santa's Grotto. It's going from strength to strength. And Chief Elf himself is here. It's Mr. Stu Goldsmith, everybody. Hey, babies. Oh. Great to be here. A joy. Hi, you Hi, have Stu. an elf in quality to you, Stu. Thank you very much. I've got a long pointy face like a fox or elf. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Were you ever in the hat for Lord of the Rings uh, uh, auditions? No. Everybody apart from me seemed to audition for Lord of the Rings. Did you? Did Crosby? No. No, I, no, I, I, I actually, I, I turned it down. Rico, you did it though, didn't you? Did you all the Hobbit? I did, did you yes. go for the Hobbit? I read for the role that Martin Freeman later got in The Hobbit. Oh, the Do you think you'd have done a, as good a job the, as Freeman? I think I probably did it a different way. I think... Um, <laughs> you brought a lot of my, dung beetle to it. Yeah, my, my, I went for him from Garstang, and uh, I, I don't think that's what they were looking for. <laughs> they wanted a sort of continuation of the Ian Holm role. I once got the job as um, as the Lynx guy, the kind of the, the nerdy guy in a Lynx advert. Wait, just you're, the, wait became... hang on, you're the nerdy guy? Yeah, how, is that, I, like, how are you well, the nerdy guy? The advert didn't go ahead. I flew to <laughs> I flew to Cape Town. I shot it in a mall in Cape Town with me and a bunch of Brazilian models, and it was the only paying kind of gig, like proper paying gig. It was supposed to be thirty grand, and then oh, they decided my. not to use it, and they didn't give me the money. Oh so, no! Thanks for bringing up auditions, pal. Oh my god! Oh, like, wow. They put it, they put it in front of the client, and the client said, "Well, where's the nerdy guy?" Yeah, yeah, hundred yes. <laughs> percent. You've given us a stone cold dreamboat. Here. Oh, thank you, thank you. That was an unslammed. I'm very appreciative. Thank you. And also, why is the guy running away from all the girls got a boner? We can't show that. That's the, that's the other He's got a pointy face and a pointy dick. <laughs> it is Elfin. My, my dick is immortal. That's true. Well, we've met our guests and their immortal junk. Let's see who's going to be making mincemeat out of who as we play round one. Oh. Let me get one thing clear. On one night a year, I eat juicy ass turkey and then spread good cheer. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah, I'm munching on some juicy ass turkey. Don't go skimping on my juicy ass turkey. Give me all of the trimmings on my juicy ass turkey. Carve it up thick, Mrs. Claus, then rub my face in your white sauce. I want your breast meat, it does the job. Then put two stuffing balls in my garb. Get a large blanket, cause this pig is fat. I've started to sweat through my cracker hat. Cream up my leeks, don't mess about. Gag me with two Brussels sprouts. Pour your brandy, get this pud lit. Drop that new log and then give me a bit. I want to make purple and squeak with all the leftovers for the next week. Oh yes, I'm munching on some juicy ass turkey. So don't go skimping on my juicy ass turkey. Give me all of the trimmings on my juicy ass turkey. Whoa, juicy ass turkey. Oh. Ho, ho, I'm a real ho, 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 ho. 
Oh my god, I love Jesus Tom. Christ. I really Christmas. enjoyed that, Ben. Christmas that was number one. We got a superb, chance. superb work there. And I mean, I think we've all got immortal boners after hearing that. Um, this this round one, round one is called Merry Crisp Past. I'm going to give each contestant uh, the backstory to a festive tradition. They have to give me three backstories. One of which will be true, the other two will be lies. Now, the opposing team has to fish the gold coin of truth from the figgy pudding of deceit. A point if the team guesses correctly, if not, right. the liar gets the point. We're going to start with you, Clarky. Okay, uh -oh. now, your, your tradition is being sent to you over the Zoom, so... That's let's... not a sentence you hear very often, is it? <laughs> <laughs> what a very modern podcast this is um let's let's see if tom and Stu can tell festive fact from festive fiction ben reveal to us please the origin of the mince pie talk ah. us through the mince pie oh wow yes. this is tough stuff isn't it oh, <laughs> oh, this is like a proper question oh yeah. yes oh yes Oh, well, yes, Clarky. Oh, yes. <laughs> the mince pie was yeah. originally... I don't believe this one. I think this no. one... Wait, <laughs> he's, already, he's already backing out of it, isn't he? He's crumbling like so much flaky pastry. <laughs> the mince Come pie on, Clarky, back yourself. We believe in you. Was well, originally two of us don't. constructed within a stocking... They would spoon in the ingredient, ingredients. So when or you reach the bottom, spoon in the ingredients. They spoon in the ingredients. They're not, they're not, they're they're not, not ingredients in. until they're in the stocking. They're <laughs> out ingredients first, and then they become Mate, the ingredients. You when they're on, on the my spoon side. in between, they're ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> They'd spoon them in to the stocking, the and so when you yeah. reach the bottom of the stocking, where the orange is. Yeah, exactly. But it was, it was pre-orange, I presume. There was your mince pie. Okay. So the pre-orange, the orange was there before the stocking, mate. What, it was it, how? What? This is a big existential question. What came first, the orange or the stocking, Tom? I think we've got yeah. time to get into this right now. Um, so, so you're saying they would spoon the ingredients into a stocking, and that was the early mince pie that we know and yeah. love today. Exactly right, Matthew. Okay. All right. Well, I I believe it. Where does Thank the pastry you. come where's from? The, where's next, the next mince come into it? Stockings in usually made of pastry, guys. You know, talking about? listen, this is all... <laughs> read Some between part. the lines, guys. <laughs> like, what? Uh, it's fine. It's, it's, <laughs> guys, I'm don't not, worry, it's fine. Clarky tells us it's fine. I don't need to defend the real one, do I? You know. Next up, we have mince pies... Oh. were originally made to celebrate Jesus. Uh, they were... <laughs> he's acting here now, though. There's some acting going on. Is he, is he acting absolute lack of belief in what yeah. he's saying? I think <laughs> he's doing an incredible I, job. Get this man a hobbit. I think, I think he's overplaying his hand here. I think he's... Listen, if he's acting like he doesn't know what he's doing, this has been a very long con. I'd say he's been doing this since about 2011. <laughs> so he's really been prepping for this game for a long time. <laughs> Uh, okay, so they were originally uh, made to celebrate Jesus. Um, the they were oblong in shape to represent the manger, and uh, 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 
Can I buzz in? Would Clarky know or use the word oblong? It's as a matter of course. <laughs> or has he clearly read that from the Zoom chat? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, rectangle. Oblong. I feel like oblong. It's a word. You use oblong before you learn. You learn rectangle, don't you? Oblong's like the I kids don't, I've never been a hundred percent clear no. on what an oblong is. Yeah, rectangle's the first. Square, then rectangle, isn't it? You learn square first, then rectangle. Yeah, oblong comes later on, and you're like, huh? Yeah. It's such a funny prefix. Is there? Is it, do you get ob- an oblong's like the f- the filled out shape, though, isn't it? It's like three dimensional oblong. Oh, right. I thought so, so. So kind of like so. So a box is an oblong. I don't, I don't want to divert this Christmas quiz into a shapes chat, but I am learning. <laughs> oh, are we learning, though? Because we haven't got any of the actual facts here. Oh, so We didn't tell you. This is for preschool. Did we tell you? This, is, <laughs> this podcast is for preschool age. Oh, the it's... bit when I said, fuck me dead, when I drank yeah. the, the booze earlier on, is that going to be an issue? Because I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've, got, I've got a lot of comedy for kids fans that I don't <laughs> want to disappoint. Your immortal penis is not going to make the edit, I'm afraid, Stu. <laughs> what you don't realise is that wet-ass pussy parody, um, the backing vocals are done by Mr Tumble. <laughs> he's, he's doing everything he's doing everything he's very Mr. Good. Grumble <laughs> um, okay Clarky are you, are you done on that second fact uh, sorry yeah. sorry I interrupted well, you uh, no, uh, yeah ob- oblong is uh, uh, you know I had, I had a baby Jesus carved on, on top of it okay and, oblong um, with a Jesus on top and that was it All right okay that okay Okay, Clarky. I'm I'm really enjoying watching Rico. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm pulling such obvious facial expressions of disgust that they're audible. I feel like even people listening (laughs) can hear. You're shouting, you're shouting, John. You can hear the nostril crinkling. (laughs) Gradients. You can't blame him for not thinking you knew the word oblong when you didn't know the word ingredients. (laughs) I know I'm on your side. I said ingredients. What is this? What well, did you think well, I said? Luckily, we'll this listen, is being recorded. We'll we, can, we can check back. We can oh, check dear. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that. Imagine if the third one is even shitter than the first two. You want to know what to do. really leave us up with cricket. <laughs> this is, this is okay, this is finally, the mince pie originated in Germany when they would, um, they would make one and at the start of the festive season, they'd roll it down a hill, down the cobbled hill, and uh, the first person who catched caught it um, would get a big present. Would Ben know the word "catched"? <laughs> <laughs> the okay. first person that caught it would get a present from the mayor. From the mayor? Yeah, the mayor wow, of Germany. Hey. Right? Can I? Okay. Do you want to? Where are you, where are you can, at, Goldsmith? Talk can we us just through the very, board. Yeah, just, well, just okay. we'll do a quick recap of the recap, recap of the three, if we can. A recap of the three. In this to me, that's a whole a new recap. podcast for you yeah. boys. <laughs> that's a whole new strand. Pappy's recap. That's what Rico's going to be doing tomorrow night when he goes through all the gags in the show. Um, so we've got we've got ingredients, we've got Jesus's oblong, and we've got the German mayor and the rolling competition. Which one of those rings true? Okay, brief overview... Format-wise, I don't know what's going on because none of those seem to explain why they would be mince pies. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Is that interesting? Like, I, I'm gonna, go on, Tom, what do you think? What's your initial... I think... I don't think it can be number one. And I, this is what always comes back to sting me on games like this, but I, I don't think it's number one, right? Number one was stick it in the stocking. Pop it in a stocking. Move, move aside, Orange. Pop it in the stocking. Right. 
I don't think it's number three because I think Clarkie has recently watched the Netflix documentary about cheese rolling, and he told me he he told me how much he enjoyed the documentary on cheese rolling, and I think that's quite at the forefront of his brain here. Right. So I'm I'm plumbing straight for number two. I think right. the two Jesus, was oblong. Two was oblong. I don't, I don't think oblong's coming out of anywhere. I think I think I don't think you're, I don't think you're reaching for oblong. Okay, okay. I, I so think I think oh you're fed up. My concern about the first one, I think it could be the first one because there is something like mince pies have got suet in them and I feel, I don't know what that is, but I feel like it might be like awful pushed through a stocking. Do you yes, know what I mean? It might yes, be yes, some yes, sort yes. of, you push you push fat through a through some sort of thing and you end up with suet. Right. So it's sort of like a big sort of, you think stockings were like a big sort of Great. fleshy kind of, like a, like a big sausage basically. Oh yeah, God. like it was kind of a net as you push your ingredients fast, through, and then the fat goes out, and you end up with the stuff, and that goes in the mince pie. But to be honest, judging and by Clarkie's expression they, and now, they, <laughs> and then they took the stocking, and then they took the stocking and hung it up, put an orange in it. Yeah, that's quite. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. But to be honest, the okay, look of absolute, absolute bewilderment on Ben's face makes me think that this no, can't that's be what the one. he does. That's what he does. You see, is he's he a, good at this? Does he do? Does he lay? He's a he's a good little actor. Is Clarky? He really is. <laughs> Let, okay, so, okay. We're sold. Number one. Number one is the truth. Done deal. Go. Take it away. I can reveal that mince pies were originally made to celebrate Jesus. They were oblong in shape to represent <laughs> the manger that Jesus slept in as a baby and had a pastry Goldsmith. baby Jesus carved into the pastry on top. Ooh. So there we so go. That is a point. Goddamn oblong. I oblong Points to our oblong chum, Ben Clark. Congratulations. Next Great up is job, Stu. Ben. Stu is going to tell us uh, the origin of his own, his favourite. His own? His own favourite. The stocking. Where does the, the stocking, stocking come from on Christmas Eve? Was it oh. a big bag of flesh like something you'd get in Ed Gein's house? <laughs> uh, okay, so according to tradition, um, according to, to, to tradition, St Nicholas was originally... <laughs> uh, he was originally um, poor as we know, and as a result, the part of the origin story of the original St. Nicholas is that he was a burglar. And he would, before creeping into the houses of the children, he would, to steal their presents in the original tales, he would pull a stocking over his head to safeguard his identity. Now, he but used to wear a lot of meat that's on the top of his head, <laughs> and by pulling down on the stocking, he would end up with a sort of byproduct that uh, would attract reindeer so that's ah. the first that's the so first. he basically wow. he'd squash he'd squash a stocking onto his head till he made a little burger yep and the burger would attract <laughs> the reindeer and no the fat he... the fat on the outside oh, the of the fat stocking the greedy through the stocking the gradients, the, is the gradients, this the yeah. origins of stockings or the origins of the hamburglar <laughs> <laughs> the hamburglar is like saint nicholas steeped in tradition um <laughs> and and meat juice so that's the true one. And what have I got to do? I've got to make up two fake ones. Yes, uh, that's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, here we um, go. Okay, good. so fake one number one. Great. <laughs> the, great. Uh, the, origin of, the origin of hanging up your stocking uh, would be that uh, that is where you would want coal. You'd want coal for the fire. So it actually doesn't date back all that far. Victoria, uh, Victorian tradition, uh, you, would, uh, you would hang up your stocking outside your house for the coal man to put coal in it. And that oh, no. kind of morphed in that Victorian way in which we know uh, the, the kilts, you know, the kilts in Braveheart, they didn't have kilts, kilts were made up by the Victorians. 
it's one of those kind of things whereby right. stocking is actually it's a very late addition to the wow. Christmas canon. You, just, you blew my don't, mind twice with that one. Don't yep. over-explain it, Stu. Carry, you've, you've nailed okay, that. Okay, that's fake one number one. Fake one number two. Um, it was uh, the uh, uh, according to tradition. Attempting this phrase, Did I you can't say all three times. <laughs> you literally can't say the phrase according to tradition. So, according to tradition, the original Saint Nicholas uh, would give money instead of presents, and uh, he would uh, throw the. He would be unable to throw the money two children without revealing yeah. his identity so he would scramble around yeah. on the on the rooftops drop the money down through the chimney and uh, it would it, spill it out sucks. from the fireplace oh. unless you had remembered to put your stocking up in which case you've got a, a big to stocking catch the of, gold to catch the gold okay that is so, how you play three absolute belters there they all thank sound you. like bullshit believable thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you tom and thank you ben John, what are you thinking about uh, the three answers Stu's given just then? It was a wonderful performance. I enjoyed it greatly. I've I, my answer is dictated by the fact that I've forgotten what two of them were. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that the one I remember is the one where some level of my brain went store that one. That's right. Okay. So that's the middle one about the coal. And then I can see that because there was coal in it anyway. If you were bad, isn't that the thing that if you were bad you would get coal? That's right. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're naughty, you get a lump of coal. Um, so the the idea, the, I think the, the three ideas were just just to r recap. Um, the the first one was he would squeeze a meat filled stocking onto his head, <laughs> that would pour out, and it would attract reindeer. Now I just want to check before you go for the coal, you don't want to go for that option. I'd forgotten about the origin of Father Christmas as someone who would steal presents from children and leave a trail of fat behind. Yeah, Absolutely. I'd forgotten about it. I will. Tell me the third one again, and I'll just double check with all of them before I make my mind up. And the third oh, one uh, was yeah. that if uh, he, he didn't want to reveal his identity, so he would throw coins down the chimney. They would hopefully land in your stocking if you had your stocking hung up. A bit I like, see. Um, tipping point. And otherwise, of course, they would fall to the floor where they're, they're irretrievable. Yeah, no one can pick absolutely. a coin from the floor. Well, I guess yeah. if, if it falls, no, it was a different in, time, wasn't if it it falls into the fireplace, then you can't fish it out. I mean, maybe but then that's... if the stockings are on the outside, are they inside the fireplace? You make a good point. This is... Inside, you know, or as you would call it, side. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think, Ben? John I, ben, I, I stand by my original thought that they just none of them seen at all feasible. Well, the you first have to one, pick one. The first one, first one clearly seemed like a, a, a joke. Then the second one with the coal, why wouldn't they just put a bag or something else? Is a stocking really the most effective thing? And then the third one, as I say, the chances of the, the coins bouncing down into a fire, out and up, into a stocking. Can I just so check? Can I just check, Ben? That's the bit you find implausible about a man who flies to every single house in the world in a single night in a sled driven by reindeer. That's the bit you're finding implausible, that coins could land in a stocking from a chimney. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> are you um, sticking with your What are you telling answer? me? That he isn't real? Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying... No, of course I'm not saying uh, that. Guys, like, think I'm of the preschoolers, for the love of I'm, God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm gonna I'm go with John. Magic. I think I think Cole sounds the most uh, the most plausible out of three, very implausible. 
I can I can tell you now that according to tradition, <laughs> the original Saint Nicholas put gold coins in the stockings of three poor sisters. He would throw the coins oh, through the chimney, wow. knowing the family yes, was very poor, yes, yes. and uh, the sisters had their stockings hanging up, and the money landed in those stockings. Dude. John, you are wow. congratulations, Stu. You get a point there. John, you're up next. You're going to tell us, John, why we associate Robins with Christmas and not just because of that lovely show he does with Ellis James. So you've got your <laughs> you've got your, your answer there. John, give us three reasons why my we first ever, My first ever role was as 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 an, was as a Robin in a um Clarky, it's way too it's way too early for you to get pissed and nostalgic. Okay. You're right. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know we're on air, don't you? You know we're, uh, you know we're on air, right? I, Listen I, man. I'm, I, I'm I loved a girl called Robin once. And, uh, beautiful woman she was. My first role. I trod the ball. Let me do But a memory yeah. of uh, no, a no, no, hang on. We're just what he's doing is he's stalling to give John Richardson thinking time. He's a very very good teammate. My first role. Right. But it was I was Robin Redbreast in the school play. Okay, that's a great story, Clarky. Thanks, John, mate. let's have the... Uh, we, we, all, we all enjoyed it, but I, I'll wait for the audiobook if you don't mind. Um, John, give us the three reasons why we think of Robins at Christmas time. Well, according to tradition, um, <laughs> when uh, the baby Jesus... Oh, the baby He's Jesus good at voices. Was, oh, yeah. Yes, thank you. Wigan. <laughs> when the baby Jesus was born, did um, obviously he was born did in a um, animal house, a with farm. John Belushi. <laughs> yes, he was born with John Belushi. John Belushi the Baptist, um, <laughs> and obviously it was very cold. Mm. Yeah. in the barn and they didn't want the baby Jesus to die well they did but not until later uh, that comes later give it 33 story. years give him 30 absolutely years. give him a bit of time for the narrative to really sort of develop so um, the they lit a fire to keep the baby Jesus warm and the little uh, birds would uh, keep the fire going the little birds <laughs> And that's why it's by got throwing red... themselves into it as fuel. <laughs> they were sort of like those blow doves at the Olympic opening ceremony. Do you remember that? Was it Barcelona? Very much, very <laughs> much, very symbolic. Those doves straight into the Olympic flame. <laughs> <laughs> and that's brutal. why. And that's where the tadakan comes from. <laughs> that's why they have red tummies because of the fire burnt oh, their tummies. Actually, that's, um, that's good stuff. Uh, There's a hint or... of Chris Packham about Richardson isn't it, when he's doing this. Thank yeah. you. Um, I also have dead animals hung on my gate as a, <laughs> but you, an you angry protest by my neighbours. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just hated, uh, just for different reasons. Um, obviously, in olden the, the olden times, mm -hmm. um, I think that's a specific period. The b people didn't get hot food very often, um, so Christmas was the one time. Obviously, they would get a nice hot dinner, a big old Christmas dinner. And that sense of being warm-bellied, red, red-bellied, was, um, was... <laughs> <laughs> that's the most serious I've ever seen Tom be about anything. Yeah, yeah he hates <laughs> that, doesn't we he? Move on. We can move on. With that. We're he's going to—he's going to be livid okay. when he finds out. Um, 
<laughs> and uh, finally, the, a Robin is. Of course, I haven't finished that one, but if you don't want to hear the rest, <laughs> no, of no, 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 no. So let, let your teammate give us a, a, a full and proper answer. Sorry, no, sorry, no, that's John. fine. If he does, if he doesn't want the truth, no, if I he can, can't handle the truth, I can only apologise so, for my colleague there. If he's not happy with Robin's uh, having red bellies as a result of having a, a nice warm dinner, it was gout, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> that would, is that the thought? That's why they've got the webbed feet. Yes, the little three toes. They originally had five feet, and two had to be severed because of a bad attack of gout. And then, and then Thanks, hung on your gate. Thanks, Joe. Um, it was a joke about I'm, Robin's having gout that no one noticed. That's fine. Carry on. <laughs> Like the Robin. last one is, of course, that uh, Robins are well known for, um, uh, they're quite an aggressive bird, and what they'll do is they'll put things in other people's, in other birds' nests, um, because they don't want them anymore, and that that's seen as part of the, the gifting tradition that Robin actually, although it's a, a very generous bird, um, will, will leave things in, it's sort of the opposite of a magpie. Robin will actually leave gifts in other birds' nests. It's kind of like avian fly tipping. <laughs> uh, it's a sort of gen- it's, it's it's an avian Father Christmas, is oh, what it is. Okay. It's it's a red-breasted, red-bellied, generous bird. Love it. Love. So we've got we've got um, bloody hell the, the, the baby Jesus Ooh. and uh, uh, and lighting a fire to warm up baby Jesus. We've got um, uh, hot dinner. Uh, nice, a nice warm nice dinner. Warmed dinner. Uh, nothing better on, a, on on Christmas morning than a nice warmed dinner, and then uh, putting presents in other birds' nests. Mm. Which one of those? Which one of those rings true for Tom and Stu? My first thought is that if you don't know that John Robbins had gout, my interjection and the subsequent <laughs> oh, explanation of it that's just right, he seems does. meaningless. Yes, he does. Have, but more fool me gout. for trying to explain it by saying that was a joke about Robbins having gout, which didn't explain it any further or beyond that <laughs> initial level of birds. That's right. Our dear friend John Robbins unfortunately suffers from a very festive ailment of gout. So there we go. We'll put, we'll put this all that. in the recrap. Don't right. you worry about that. <laughs> You lads, you lads all have a good laugh about that while you swig Advocar from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I, I don't know, man. I've got a good feeling about flying too close to the fire. Me too. I mean, me it's, too. But, you know, should we just explore the others for a sec? What was the middle one? I don't buy the hot dinners one. Oh, really, no, Tom? You didn't no, let no, us you know that. You made that very clear. <laughs> no, you made that I, very clear. You, you were so confident in that that I immediately lost all faith in it. Yeah. And like, inverse, immediately. An inverse magpie, no fucking way. I think we've, I think we've rumbled him here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think we've rumbled the guy. Yeah, I th- all right. Yeah, I think going, first number one. You're happy, the, you're happy the, with the that Robin, one? Robin, he beat the fire to keep the baby Jesus warm. Here we go. Now, law has it that some Robins used to eat at a harvester, and at the end of the harvester, they'd have a nice, <laughs> nice rosy glow in their bellies, and that is how they got there. No, um, law has it that some Robins uh, arrived in the stable soon after Jesus was born, and while Joseph was gathering wood, fanned the dying fire with their wings to keep it alight, and the Virgin Mary gave them their fiery breast as a reward for keeping the baby Jesus warm. Right, wow. congratulations there yes. to, to Tom and Stu. You get a point now, Tom. Please give us reasons three as to why we kiss under the mistletoe. Where does that tradition come it's, from? It's the first this... ever time I was in a... You don't need to. He's on the opposite your, team, Clark. Your, your first kiss. Your first kiss. <laughs> okay, yeah. she, was a, she was called Robin. You know. <laughs> she had gout. She had gout. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I mean, 
It's at this stage you realise what a talented bunch of of, of get liars on with it, Harry. Harry, get on with it. <laughs> I'm very humbled. No, don't interrupt him. Don't humbled interrupt him. I want to hear this. Humble to be here today. Humble to be here to witness your incredible acts of bravery. Okay, I like the way so. you're stalling for time by by talking. Like you can think and talk at the. I'll think of something while I just carry on talking. Okay, so mistletoe is a tradition that stems from. Um, what are they called um, in America, um, where Harrison Missiles. Ford um, went to visit that community? The the, you know, like the pilgrims, the for, the founding fathers, the Amish. It's wait, from- no, that's all different things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Amish, Mount Rushmore, the you know Dollar the one, Bill. Yeah, you know, it's a, you know the ones that Harrison Ford went to. You know, the Jedi's. What I've done there is, I thought the founding fathers were Amish, but they're not. No, they're not. No, the they just like the looks. Pilgrims, that's what I'm after. I've never seen that Harrison Ford film. The pilgrims had a rule about kissing indoors. They, you weren't allowed to kiss indoors, very oh. Christian people. But at Christmas, obviously, everyone wanted to have a festive kiss. So the rule went, if you bring the outside inside with a sprig of, it became traditionally mistletoe, then you're allowed a little kiss because it's under a leaf and a branch and therefore not flouting the devout rules. Absolutely plausible. Great. Santa Clausable. Santa Clausable. Absolutely Santa Clausable. (laughs) Number two. (laughs) Is this thing off? (laughs) It's lovely to watch. I'm really enjoying this. It is a good game, actually. This is like watching someone else cook Christmas dinner. (laughs) I'm just so glad it's not me. (laughs) Number two. The mistletoe bush famously. Grows not well, not famously because I didn't know this, but the mistletoe bush <laughs> grows in pairs, and so from uh, you know years ago, has long been considered <laughs> a ro- the ro- the romantic bush, because whenever you see a mistletoe bush <laughs> in the wild, it will be growing in pairs. So mistletoe became a symbol of romanticism. And so they just brought that towards Christmas. It was never really linked to Christmas. It was always linked to being romantic. You would give your love a sprig of mistletoe. That started linking to giving them at Christmas. I'll give you a kiss under the mistletoe at Christmas. It's interesting you say that. It's, it's, it's very Santa Clausable, but also the romantic bush is, I believe, the sequel to The Immortal Boner. Is that right? <laughs> yes. I haven't yet seen it, but it's on my Netflix queue. Exactly right. So there's the American tradition, the English tradition, and there's the Viking tradition, uh, where um, the mis- the Viking um, god of uh, f- you know fucking frigging. Frigging. Vikings aren't they? They're Vikings, you know. Frig, frig, Freya, Freya, frig. from which we get the word frig. <laughs> Frigg, the god of the Viking god of sex or love, has mistletoe on his. You know, mistletoe is the sign for that god, for that goddess, and so it comes from the Vikings. Mistletoe, Frigg, kiss under the mistletoe. So it, it could be American, it could be English, it could be Viking. Okay, so was it uh, was it number one, um, Harrison Ford? Uh, was it <laughs> number two, the romantic bush, or was it number three, frigging? Uh, I'll leave that up to. I'll leave that Cracking up to. Play. to Clarky yeah, right and on. Rico. Lovely. What are you I'm thinking, guys? Behind the beard. I'm, I, I, I'm a big fan of the first one. Yeah, I love the attempt to dress this up as the sort of battle of three different regions. I mean, is it? Is it? 
you know, American? Is it English or is it Viking rather than the Battle of... Is it two fairly plausible ones or is it just the symbol of the god of fucking? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I like... uh, The first two I I liked, I can see the sort of... They both seem plausible. Mm. Three I didn't... I didn't care for, but I didn't want to interrupt and shout that <laughs> shout that out because I, I, I feel that really would have, you know, un- undermined. Yeah. It's just nice to watch someone flail, you know. Why would you cut that short when you can watch a colleague and friend desperately paddling away trying to sell a lie? Not waving, um, but drowning in avocado. <laughs> I would. I'd go for the first one, but with a with a commendation for the second one. If that's if I, you know that's that's a good grift. If that turns out to be true, yeah. But okay. I th- but I think it's base, isn't it? It's actually pear trees, isn't it? That you have to plant together, or there's some sort of tree you have to plant in pairs, otherwise they don't fruit. Oh, really? Oh, I, don't, I didn't know that. About I think that. so. Mistletoe. Yeah. And mistletoe is a delicious fruit. It's <laughs> one of the tastiest fruits. Uh, Clarky, what are you thinking? Do you um, do you stand I, I, by Rico? I think the same. Yeah, I, th- I think the first one, first one rings true. Second well, one, second one's nice. Third it's one's definitely something that links to a generally less sort of lascivious time because I can imagine that the Amish and people like that who didn't kiss a lot, you, you'd want an excuse to kiss. But now we live in such filth-ridden, despicable times that, to be honest, <laughs> you might as well switch the tradition now to stand under the mistletoe as the one place where women are safe from sexual harassment, <laughs> to be honest. But. John, can you do some sort of show where you go and live with the Amish indefinitely? <laughs> I just feel you'd get on. Yeah, I feel like they would object. Um, that would, bit, that would be much. the format. Who bails first, you or the Amish? Yeah. This guy's fucking dry. I mean, Jesus. Can we not get through in and have a bit of a party? Okay, so you're going to go with the sort of puritanical uh, Amishy founding fathers, Harrison Ford version. Mm-hmm. Um, I can reveal now that mistletoe was a symbol of Frigg, the Norse goddess of love. (laughs) The original tradition dictated that Christmas revelers had to pick a single mistletoe berry with every kiss until the sprig was empty. So can you believe it? The one you were absolutely raking over the festive coals, that was the correct one. Uh, uh, A well-earned point to Tom Tom Parry then. Tom deserves oh, wow. an extra point. Not just—I'm not just saying this because he's on my team, but the <laughs> the commitment to which he looked like he was crumbling as they chose the one that he knew was oh, wrong yeah. was mwah, sumptuous. Yeah, I mean, Clark oh, is a good actor, man. but Parry lives it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Parry can, can be the Hobbit. We'll have Clarky as background orc. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so oh, pro- correct. Producer. <laughs> producer <laughs> I'm just going to move on at this stage. Um, we're an hour in. Um, so, producer Gwyn, my elf on the shelf. What are the scores? Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Oh, what a festive hell. scene. Oh. What a Where are you? Shit. Are you in Istanbul or somewhere? <laughs> Tier two, mate. <laughs> That's Wales for you. Right. Is all of this? Is all of that just for this, or have you got another gig? I'm in my friend's bar, um, which is a closed, obviously. I'm in Wales at the moment. Sure. So uh, wow. he, I'm, I'm in the bar here with an audience. Oh, of one. wonderful! <laughs> stretching the old, uh, stretching the old work thing, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to come in it's there a for work. Meeting. It's a business meeting. It just happens in. to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why aren't we all there? Why aren't we all doing <laughs> this in Gwyn's mate's bar? We really could have been. This um, time next year, we're all in Gwyn's mate's bar. We're all here. That's, yes, what, we, that's what we're doing. Motel Nights in Cardiff. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> Motel. Is it called Motel Nights? It is. 
absolute class you can't put a price on that can you <laughs> right um producer Gwyn, what are the scores at the end of that round the scores are ben and john have one and tom and Stu have three. Oh, oh so thanks so. for that ryan reynolds here from mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Tom and Stu are in the lead, but Ben and John have not yet been pied off. Let's play round two. It's flat games. Games! Let's play together. Games! games. Let's play forever. Roll the, Roll the dice, dice, spin that thing, put that there. Do as you're told. Games! games. <laughs> if you lose, you get nothing. Games! If you win, you get gold. gold. Gold, gold, frankincense, gold. and myrrh. This week yes. we are playing our... Put the brakes on slightly. Rico's gone to get a drink. <laughs> oh, of course. There you go. He's, he's back. I mean, he... Just enough time for Clarky to tell us about his first ever role. <laughs> his first ever <laughs> role of a mince pie in Germany. <laughs> so this yes. week we're playing our version of Guess Who, which we're calling Guess Who. Oh, oh. I'm going to give each player five famous names. They have to do an impression of Santa Claus doing an impression of that person. Their teammate has to guess who Santa is impersonating. A point for each correct guess. Teams have 90 seconds to impersonate and correctly guess all 10 names. Tom and Stu, you are up first. Beautiful. Okay. Tom and Stu, you are up first. Uh, so just to can say... I, can, I just, can I just ask a philosophical question here? Yeah. <laughs> is the game I'm impersonating Santa impersonating that famous person or am I impersonating a famous person impersonating Santa? That's you, good call. You know what? I think there's a fundamental difference here. Do you know what? In this instance, it's absolutely dealer's choice. Okay, so if you want to go for that person, if you want to go for a celebrity being Santa or if you want to go for a Santa being that celebrity, you can choose. What would you prefer, Tom? I'd, I'd like to imagine the celebrity is, has been given the role of Santa in a grotto or a family, you know, gathering <laughs> and they're throwing themselves into it. Got Rather it. than okay, Santa, yes, yes, yes. he's done the rounds, he's got home and Mrs. Claus has asked him to play a game with him where he has to do the I charades. think your way is going to be much harder, Tom. <laughs> 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 as long that's as I choice. can visualise it, I think, I think I can give it. So, Tom, have you got your names there? Stu, have you got your names? Have they come I've through? I've got my names. I've got my names and I've Googled oh, oh, oh. the one I didn't know. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, your 90 seconds begins now. 
I've got a plastic bum hole. Have you? I'm so sorry. It's absolutely fabulous. I've got a plastic bum hole because I had so much. I certainly am. Oh, well, here you see the reindeers. Ho, 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 pulling the sleigh. Reindeers are wonderful creatures. I am. Well, Rodney, you've been. Have you been naughty or nice this year? Yeah. Are you doing a bit of a plonker? Oh, 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 are you Dell boy? I certainly am. Oh, 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 oh. My parents got shot for a pearl necklace. Oh, 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 oh. Poor oh, little Bruce Wayne. But you well, well, you can I have lots of my, presents. When I put on my beard, I become but, someone else. But Batman or Bruce Wayne, surely. Bat, yes, I'm yes. sorry, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> did you not know that Bruce Wayne was Don't, Batman? No spoilers. No, no, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds left. I I don't believe it. I I really really don't. I certainly am. It's 2020. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. Oh, no. I've spilt that brandy onto my cat and I've got a wet ass pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Are you the one that sang that song, are you? Yes, I am. Sure. I I mean, it'll be Cardi B, will it? That's right. Is it? Is it? Yes, and that is your time. Well done. Oh, thank God. Really, really good. I believe you got six there six out of ten a pretty re- a pretty respectable score there it's it's impossible to commit to being santa and rush through things <laughs> like, i didn't know that you're absolutely right you, you, is you, there you, a chance to go back and steal these or can i give away what my next one was going to be do you, yeah do you want to go, go and give us give us we, we all, have, all i had all i had was oh, oh, oh i'm alex jones from the one show yeah no you wouldn't have got a point for that you wouldn't have got a point for that Stuart. i'm afraid no, fair, sorry fair. i'm tempted to take a point away uh, next up <laughs> it's john and ben to mix things up you'll be impersonating these famous names as ebenezer scrooge so ah, do you have your wow. names there is it possible to rush as Ebenezer Scrooge? We shall find out. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, what are we being the person on the thing, being Scrooge? Yeah, let's let's call it that. Yeah, let's do that. Um, okay. <laughs> oh. So, ninth, or Scrooge you, being that person, or Scrooge being that person, if you want to. I mean, you know, whatever you do, we'll be happy with it. Um, your ninety seconds begins now. Oh, yeah, well. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be neither of them? No, no, you can't. <laughs> I think, oh, oh, I'm remembering uh, 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 Christmas, uh, uh, December 25th, where that, that slag flew across the sky into people's houses. Danny Dyer. Yes. <laughs> oh, and, and the poor houses, Miss Piggy, are they not open? Oh, or... it. Uh, oh, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> A ba ba humbug Michael Bublé What's up? Bublé, Frank Sinatra Yes, Frank Sinatra A Merry Christmas I should be so lucky, lucky, lucky Oh, <laughs> oh very nice uh, Carly, Carly Minogue Yes um, uh, Oh, oh Aha Aha <laughs> <laughs> Is it Morton Harkett? <laughs> well, uh, what a uh, visit by the three ghosts it has been. The, the, uh, um, the hills now. are alive with the, with the sound of, of uh, fucking humbugs. 
Is it a Robin Redbreast? R- Ray Winston? <laughs> you see, I've got so confused now. Don't, I don't, do, know don't do it as Danny Dyer, as Ebenezer Scrooge, <laughs> as this person, Clarky. Just do... <laughs> I don't know what Ebenezer Scrooge sounds like. Well, he's not a Cockney. Now, listen, let's... let's, let's um, let's was that one? That was yes, one of them. Yeah, the, the, yeah. was it? Um, um, uh, oh, I'm, I'm uh, the Queen. <laughs> I'm afraid that is your time. Put us out. Put us out. Elizabethan Scrooge. It was. It, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the Queen. Can you? Can Clarkie. you give him like with zero time limit? Can we really see Clarky go for it? <laughs> yeah, let's. We'll, we'll, end, we'll end on this one, uh, Clarky. Give us your absolute best. Um, Ebenezer Scrooge doing just this relax, famous just relax and just feel feel just the have fun with it. Just have fun with it. We've, yeah, yeah. we've, we've got that first one. That's in there. That we will. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> this one. Just have fun with it. Just throw it away. Oh, I'm sweating now. I'm sweating. Come, that's uh, not part is of it, it, by the way. King it's not. King. No, <laughs> it's um, definitely not Prince Andrew. <laughs> um, the hills are alive with bar humbug. Oh, uh, what's her chops? Julie Andrews. It, it is Julie, Julie Andrews, Andrews yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give a point to anybody there because no one won. So um, <laughs> so that is the end of that round. Let's ask our little elf on the shelf, uh, producer Gwyn, to impersonate someone who has been keeping the score. Gwyn. Uh, the scores are Tom and Sue have nine and Ben and John oh. have five. Oh, yes. oh Romping. Now, it's time to head into uh, the, the next round. Let's tuck it to some Christmas dinner. It's time for some beef. It's Beef Brothers! Ooh. Well, if you got a problem, don't call it a problem. If you got a problem, call it a beef. If you got a beef, beef. maybe we can help you. Beef, beef Brothers sorting out your beef. More turkey. Yes, it's Beef <laughs> Turkey Brothers, where each week we ask our panellists to sort out a festive flat share-based beef. And today's one comes from Tim, who writes... Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim himself oh. writes... I live in a flat that is one of four. Basement, ground floor, first floor, second floor, in a converted Victorian house. Of course it's Victorian. This week, I've been added to a 23-person WhatsApp group called (laughs) NYE Party 2020 by the couple in the basement flat. (laughs) Apart from the absolute madness of inviting that many people to a party in these unprecedented times, I don't know them that well. I've chatted with them a few times and once went down for a barbecue in the garden. And I don't know any of the other people on the list at all. A party where I don't know anybody else is my worst nightmare. I'm quite shy and would rather just spend New Year's Eve alone in my flat chatting with my friends online. How can I politely decline while remaining on good terms and also not give the impression that I might call, that I might call their police on their stupid illegal party, which I definitely won't do because all cops are bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Took a turn. No one expected that from little tiny Tim. Mm. Any help would be appreciated. Okay, folks. So poor old tiny Tim there. He's uh, he's there in his flat. He's been invited to this party. He doesn't want to go. What is your advice? Um, throw throw away your phone. Get rid of get rid of your phone. Get a new number. Completely ignore the whole thing. Blank it completely. Start again. Just start again. <laughs> start a new life. Burn Move. off your fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, full your teeth out. go go full <laughs> Move born. house. 
I was going to say, you did all this stuff before moving house. <laughs> Start with the move. Then consider if they come after you to do all that. That would have been a brilliant twist at the end of the Bourne films, wouldn't it? After the trilogy. If it just turns out he was trying to get out of a New Year's Eve party that he didn't want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd done it all to himself. The Bourne resolution. <laughs> ah, nice. So, uh, so, okay, so Stu, you're thinking it's got to be just... Scorch the earth. Scorch the earth, absolutely. Get the fuck, kill them all. Kill them all, get out. <laughs> okay. Um, John, what are you thinking? Uh... Well, these people are scum. I don't understand what the issue is here. <laughs> they're, they're just... I mean, I, what, would that they were... What would like a street WhatsApp and you thought, well, at least when they infect each other, I'm not going to have to share a banister or a letterbox with them. But this, this is basically a death threat. They've basically set up a WhatsApp group to say... We're all going to lick each other and good luck getting down the fucking stairs on January the 1st or 2nd. So when, absolutely. When was the last if you time worried... you went to a party, John? Oh. <laughs> they, don't, they don't all lick each other. They do. I've seen them. They wait till I've gone. It's the <laughs> freak, mate. They wait till I've got my remaining beers out of the fridge and gone home. These are mine. The knocks left. Um, Let's get licking. <laughs> All I would say in, in Tiny Tim's favour is this, these are the basement flat people, are they? Yeah. So. Yeah. You don't have to. It's not like if he was floor two and they were floor one, and you thought I'm gonna to have to pass them every day when I go out. Basement, you don't have to worry about them. You're never gonna see them again. So send a polite response. All the best with it. Sorry I can't make it, but I'm whatever shielding or I'm not gonna be here. And then phone the police. Get them arrested. <laughs> Get the bastards involved. Um, if, especially if you're ground floor and they're downstairs. Get them arrested and then get some fucking tap dancing lessons. Enjoy the chance to just really stomp about. Put some laminate down. Buy some clogs. Rip up the carpet. Yeah, yeah of course. Go for it. Um, Clarky, Parry, what are you thinking? Uh, I just think, um, yeah, if you're top flat and their basement, just just turn your taps on. About, <laughs> Go wet bandit about eight style. eight o'clock at night, wet pop your taps on, flood them out. And that doesn't mean tap dancing, just for the record. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that all this advice... They're all tap-based, yeah, yeah. Let's get your taps on, baby. Tap their um, phones. You know, these are, all, these are all good plans. I mean, I think two things. First of all, it's much easier than if you're invited to something online for New Year's Eve. Yeah, that you don't want to do, and I think that's a bigger problem for people right now because it's very hard to give a legitimate excuse for why you don't want to attend someone's Zoom party on New Year's Eve because no mm. one's going out. We all know that you haven't got other places to be, so therefore you are. This is a, this is a very someone, hard letdown you're giving us by the moment. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in a Josie breakout. Long found a way. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Radio Four, you know how it is. <laughs> Either that or I'm just going to set myself up in a Zoom breakout room very early on in the party and just have just me in that breakout room. Um, oh, I, nice private breakout. Private That's never break, been done. Lovely. Private breakout. I, breakout if I, for if, money. If I was Tim, I'd have a bit of fun here. I would print a fake notice from the council and I would laminate oh, yeah. it and I would stick it, staple it to the front door saying, it has been brought to our attention by one of the people in this flat that you are planning a party on New Year's Eve. Brackets right. not Whoa. Tim. And I'd, say, I'd say, you know, we have received the following information. Da -da 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 -da. You stick that on, it's fake. You put it on there and then you, you come down, you're in the foyer and you're like, 
oh my god guys have you seen and you, what you get you to angrily do, tear it off you get and to take go, a picture me. of it look at these cunts they're trying to stop us having a pie someone's dobbed <laughs> us in and then the new year's eve party takes on a whole new level of intrigue it gets proper knives out they all think someone's a mole it like <laughs> suddenly that's a party you want to go to you want to go to a party where it, it, they can all sit down and go like right one of you fucking knobbers did us in no licking you know and then it's going to get intense it's going to get exciting and that is going to be a new year's eve to remember you just need to hold your nerve it's like a big game of like wink murder almost it's, it's like, a big yes. game of which one's the real christmas tradition and which two are fake it's the same <laughs> buzz that you get from playing that and if a, you if that if anything goes wrong you can just fall back on my one as a backup option yeah, kill oh, them yeah. all. You've always got <laughs> kill them all. Fingerprints <laughs> I mean, off of out the window. <laughs> so we've got we've got uh, kill them all and lose your fingerprints from Stu. We've got uh, these people are scum from John. Uh, so call the police on them. Predictably, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it would have been. I didn't even hear the question. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> He's got that saved to templates, basically. Um, uh, Clarky is flood the bastards out, and uh, Tom is either breakout room or. Fake notice from the council. Fake notice from the council. Fake notice from the council. Well, misinformation campaign. Do you know what? And then intrigue. Watch them kill each other. I simply cannot make the decision myself because I'm going to that party and there's, you know what? There is nothing you mask wearing sheeple can do about it, all right? (laughs) (laughs) There is another way. Check out my uh, my new documentary on David Icke's website. It is behind a paywall, <laughs> but it's worth it, okay? They're doing it right in Sweden, or at least they were uh, two or three weeks ago. Uh, when I, when I made the, when I made the, the documentary. The documentary? That is very I, much yeah, of the moment. That's when I made the documentary, yeah. But there is, guys, there is another way. Hey, now, who's this? Now, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, who's arrived here to make the decision instead? Oh my goodness, who's this? Hello, it's me, Father Christmas. Oh, my God, Father Christmas is here. Yes, and here's my lovely wife, Cruella de Vil. (laughs) Father Christmas and Cruella. Right, well, I don't know. Have you been watching, uh, watching the show? Have you heard the beef? Have we? Fuck, we're busy, uh, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it true you've both been on Radio 4 this evening? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, we're, on, we're on a new show and it's called Don't Say Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you something for free. We lost the show, didn't we, dear? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, Santa, we lost, but it were a lovely show. Yes. Yeah, good, right. Well, listen, uh, listen, Santa and Cruella, um, have you got a verdict on what the uh, what the, the correct answer is? Um, you can either pick one of the uh, the options that our, our panelists have given, or give a completely uh, a completely uh, new answer, all of your own, and we'll see whichever one is the closest. Well, what do you think is? Uh, what's your advice for Tiny Tim? Well, Tiny Tim, I wouldn't advise you to destroy fingerprints because okay. these days DNA. He's so precise, they'll still fucking have you. (laughs) They'll fucking have you. You can't get away with murder anymore these days, can you? No. Did you say say can't get away with murder or can't get away with murder? Because if it's can't, you're out of the game, I'm afraid. Oh, no, not again. Second time in a row for you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You know it's the worst time of the year for me. You've made me do this radio for. I'm busy. I've got work to do tonight. 
Well, I just, I just, uh, <laughs> I just asked you to do one thing for me, and that was be a guest on a Radio Four fucking panel show, and you wouldn't do it. I did it. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey. oh my goodness! No it's the it's the master of two voices. Josie Long is here. <laughs> <laughs> Who was doing the voices? <laughs> um, Hello, Josie. Hi, Josie. Have you got oh, a dung light with you? Because that's dire, nice. isn't it? It's, it's pretty dark. It's pretty moody. I'll say that much. How's that? That's better. That's yeah, great. yeah, that's better. Um, <laughs> so, so Josie, if you were going to give um, the points to uh, to one of our panelists today, who do you think? We've got Killem, we've got these people are scum, we've got Floodem, or we've got printer fake notice from the council. <laughs> Which one of those? rings your Christmas bells. I, I love print and fake notice from the council, but I would also say, just go to the fucking party and have a good time, you idiot. Too right, too fucking right. Lick those banisters. Lick, <laughs> lick everything. Lick yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Like a cat would. Absolutely clean yourself with your sandpapery tongue. Well, that's the spirit of Christmas right there. Um, in which case, that is uh, one point to Josie Long. So as we head into the as we head into the final round, producer Gwyn, our very own Santa scores. What are the points at this stage of the game? Can I just interrupt for a second? Of course you can, Santa. Um, we're drinking some hot chocolate and mince pies. Oh, delicious! That's us. I mean, <laughs> thank you, Santa. Well worth the interruption, I say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Santa. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. Now, Quinn, please, could you? Please, I'm Quinn. sorry to interrupt No, again. no, 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 it's, please, please. The floor is yours, Santa, please. You simply must. It's an orange, but it's brown. It cost a pound. Okay, now we haven't seen the brown orange, um, but uh, yes, here we go. Uh, Producer Gwyn, please tell us the scores at, the, at this uh, this point. Tom and Stu have nine, Ben and John have five, and Josie has one. Oh, okay. okay. Well, um, the, the, our losers still have a chance to slay, but first, let's enjoy the musical equivalent of the space between Boxing Day and New Year's. It is, of course, the quick fire round jingle. Here we go. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me <laughs> three French then four calling birds, and then five gold rings, then six of something else, and seven. Of another, you know what's coming. It was too many presents. <laughs> I didn't have anywhere to put them. On the last day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 
the quick fire round. Merry Christmas, listener dears. Stay safe, and we love you. Merry Christmas. Here's the Christmas quick fire round. Oh, Merry Christmas, Tom and Ben, and Merry Christmas to you all. Okay, folks, here we go. It is time for our much-loved 12 Days of Quick Firemus. Now, in its eighth glorious year, um, or should that be, I hate Gloria's ear. Because <laughs> that's basically what it is. It's basically that. Um, so here's how it works. All of the answers have a... Say it with me, folks. A vague assonance. A vague assonance. It's a vague assonance with the classic Christmas song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. If you think you have the right answer, shout out your first name. Um, Tom and John, let's hear that now. Tom. John. Uh, Josie, let's hear that now. Josephine Long. Josephine Long. Uh, ben and Stu, let's hear that now. Stu. Lovely stuff. Okay. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to uh, busk through some of the chords on the uh, on the guitar let's see how this goes <laughs> i'm not i'm not holding out much hope folks and also we're on fucking zoom so it's going to be a bit of a disazzo all the way through but but um it should go there saying listen to dear play along at home absolutely absolutely play along at home here we go okay so the uh, the uh, the first one is of course uh <laughs> A partridge in a pear tree. That's what we're aiming for here. A vague assonance with a partridge in a pear tree. Um, okay. The, the squid, the squidgy tissue that surrounds dancing Fred's leg joint. That's the Stu to an absolute Ooh. flyer. Stu. Stu. And the cartilage. Yeah. On a stairs knee. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh, <laughs> Absolutely, it's the cartilage in a stairs knee. But I'm going to, of course, give you the point. Uh, let's let's hear it now. Uh, let's hear it sung, please. A cartilage Beautiful. I can tell this is going to work quite well. Um, this is this is this is two turtle doves. Here we go. Mel Gedroik's double act partner is wearing surgical attire. Josie Long! Stu! Josie Long, I think, was just <laughs> first there, Stu. Sue Perkins Scrubs. Is absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> I'm still in! I'm still in the game! <laughs> I, just, I you, know that Josie's gonna overtake us, I'm gonna be so upset. Can you can you give it to can you give us both of them now, please, uh, uh, Josie? Sue Perkin Scrubs and the Carly Oh, beautiful. Three French hens. Here we go. The guitarist from the Rolling Stones is drawing out his retirement money. The guitarist from the Rolling Stones <laughs> is drawing out his retirement money. Ben? Clarky. Keith Pensions. Keith Pension is absolutely right. Yeah. So let's let's hear it, Clarky, all the way through, please. Keith, Keith Pension, Sue Perkins, Scrubs, and Kurda Here we go. Four calling birds. Precious building on Rico. Still hasn't got one. <laughs> <laughs> the alien Robbie, or sorry, the alien Robin Williams is drunkenly 
fighting groups of cows. The alien Robin Stew. Williams is <laughs> Stew. Mork brawling herds. Mork oh, brawling oh, herds oh, is absolutely oh, correct. Can you <laughs> can you do the lot then? Mork's Mork. brawling herds, kids, kids pensions, Perkins scrubs, and the cartilage. Lovely stuff. This is the big one here. It's five gold rings. <laughs> here we go. He played. Robbie on EastEnders and he owned Wellard the dog. Tom. Tom. Ding Herds, Keith's pension, super kick scrubs, and a Six geese are laying. And we're back to the Rolling Stones. The singer from the Rolling Stones, Nash, is a rotting out of his gob. Josie Long. Josie Long. Mick's teeth are fraying. It's not fraying, I'm Stew. afraid. I, I'm going to give you a half a point for mixed oh, teeth. Stu, mi can you I'm see your half mixed point? Mixed teeth decaying. It is mixed teeth decaying. <laughs> Here we go. I think mine had more poetry to it. Uh, I've got to beat Josie. Mine's the correct answer. Because <laughs> it's the one I wrote down on this bit of paper, Josie. Okay, let's... let's uh, there's, there it is, uh, mixed teeth decaying. Stu, let's take us home. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed teeth decaying. Morgs brawling herds, kids, pensions, Sue's perkin scrubs, and the cartilages dead me. Okay. Seven, seven swans are swimming. Here we go. Seven swans are swimming. Still nothing from Rico. Okay. <laughs> I'll be honest, I was with you until the vague assonance of Dean and Five. <laughs> <laughs> when you've vague, done it eight fucking vague. times, mate. Very vague. We were up at midnight last night just going, oh, come on. Come on, who have we done? The genuine chat came down to it's more about personality, that one. It's more about personality. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are we doing here? We're on seven, seven swans are swimming. Here we go. Uh, okay, the grass in the county of Cornwall requires cutting just around the edges. Uh. Sorry, I've, I've sung that wrong. The grass in the county near Cornwall requires cutting just around the edges. John. John, here we go. Devon's lawns are fraying. Stew. Seven swans need mowing. It's seven swans Stew. are swimming. We're looking for vague assonance, please. Oh. Okay, oh, seven no. swans are swimming. Stew would like to steal here. Let's. Ha what do you think? Devon, it's Devon's lawns need strimming. Do you know what? It was yes. actually. It's, it's actually Devon wants a strimming, but I think Devon's lawns need strimming is. Even, you've punched it up, mate. <laughs> Bonus point. Uh, Stew once again, please. I'm just, oh. I'm looking at my strimmer because I'm in my cellar. So it was right there for me. <laughs> Are you the guy in the basement who's having the party on New Year's Eve? Oh. <laughs> Devon wants a strimming, mixed teeth decaying. Dingy! Morgs brawling herds, keys pension, super kid scrubs, and the cartridge is Eight maids are milking. Here we go. 
shred a blue cheese that belongs to Miss Smith from Strictly Come Dancing. That's shred a blue cheese that belongs to Miss Smith from Strictly Come Dancing. Tom. Tom? Great Maisie Stilton. Great Maisie Stilton is absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> Here we go, Parry. It's all yours, man. It's all yours. Great Maisie Stilton. Devon wants a streaming mix. Teeth decaying. Morgs brawling herds. Okay, nine ladies dancing. Ms. Lawson's underwear can really hold a tune. That's Ms. Lawson's underwear can really hold a tune. Stu Goldsmith. Nigella's pants uh, Nigella's pants are singing it's actually Nigella's pants sing you're absolutely correct yes <laughs> so Stu there it is for you I could what's the tune for this one Nigella's pants sing great Maisie Stilton Devon wants a streaming mixed teeth decaying Okay, ten lords are leaping. <laughs> London's rivers H2O is leaking through the water. Josephine Long. Thames water seeping. Is correct! <laughs> there it is for you, Josie. Water seeping, Nigella's pants. Nigella's pants. Great Maisie Stilton. Devon wants a streaming. Mickey's teeth decaying. Morgs brawling heads keeps Okay, eleven pipers piping. So close. Mr. Generous has just spotted a Norse warrior. Stu. Oh, Stu Goldsmith. Erlen's Viking sighting. It's, it's very good, but it's slightly out of order. Ellen spies a Viking. He's absolutely correct. <laughs> oh, second bite of the cherry. Here we go. Um, Stu, it's all yours. Ellen spies a Viking, Thames water seeping, Nigella's pantsing, Great Maisie Stilton, Devon wants a streaming, Mixed teeth decaying, Morgs brawling herds, Keats pension, Superkin scrubs, And the cartilage in the stairs Here we go folks. This is the final one, and let's put all Zoom aside. When we get to it, we're all singing it, okay? <laughs> I want it to be an absolute fucking mess because it's Christmas. And what could be more Christmassy than an absolute fucking mess? Christmas. Here we go. Christmas without it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, Tom. <laughs> Whatever the end of that sentence was, I would have backed you to the hilt. Twelve drummers <laughs> drumming. Here we go. 
if Mr. Bragg from In Our Times jizzes on you, you lose all sensation. Oh, Josephine Long. Stu- Josephine Long was just first. <laughs> Melvin's calm is... Um, hang on, I had it. I've just... Numbing, thank you. It's absolutely correct. <laughs> Melvin's calm is numbing. Okay, everybody. Everyone at home, open your windows, raise the rafters like you're Amish, and let's fucking have it. It's Christmas. <laughs> Melvin's car is numbing And spice a Viking Thames water seeping Nigella's hand-sitting Great Macy Stilton Devil wants a streaming Next to decaying My goodness. I mean, I don't know how that sounded at home, but it sounded pretty good where we are, guys. <laughs> it sounded pretty fucking good where we are. That's how it. they must have felt at the end of Band-Aid. Exactly. <laughs> Should we do a take two? Don't bother. We smashed it. <laughs> Christmas number one for the next 25 years. That is the end of the round, and it's the end of the game as well. Whoa. So before we find out the final scores, John, Stu, Josie, is there anything you'd like to is there anything you'd like to plug? Sorry, uh, Parry, Parry, final final statement from you, mate. Can I plug the fact that I think Josie's going to have beaten Ben and John? <laughs> <laughs> because it's about to be the highlight of my year, I think. Oh, my God. Here we go. Here we go. She came in in the last round. Can she go for the title? Um, okay. Um, uh, let's, 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 start with, let's start with you, uh, John. Anything you would like to, uh, to plug? Anything that any places people can find you at the moment? Oh, God, no. I've been fucking everywhere bragging on about all the shit I've done this year. So just leave me alone and just ignore my horrific voice and face. Just have a good Christmas and hopefully I won't be a part of it, as I wasn't the last round. So may that may that last round be a symbol of the Christmas you have to come where I am absolutely not part of it. Okay, so Meet the Richardsons is on telly over Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday night in a world where Dean does not have any vague assonance with <laughs> or as we call it the real world <laughs> um, Stu what about you uh, I if your listeners are not aware of my Comedians Comedian podcast then it's basically the opposite of this in every respect <laughs> yes it's, that's so it's true it's slow not funny manageable and meaningful <laughs> yeah we actually gave you know, actually we talked a lot about a, a Comcom pod on our last uh, Beef Brothers Cold Cuts with Kieran Dowd, our festive oh, yeah. uh, Beef Brothers Cold Cuts. So um, we kind of explain what the show is there, but don't listen to it, Stu. We, we do we do a good job. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also we can find you on on Twitch. The Infinite Sofa is on Twitch now. Yes, it is. It's twitch.tv slash Stu Goldsmith. And you, so you just hit a milestone, no didn't you? You were, oh, uh, yeah, we had like 70,000 people watch last night, wow, so I think we had about half amazing. a million viewing hours. Yeah, it doesn't turn into anything. It's not, well, it's not that's incredible. That's well, thank you, but No, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josie, um, Amazon Prime, <laughs> isn't it? 
Yeah, if people want to get me a gift, they should do it via Prime. Because <laughs> yeah. days are not, running out. Can you not watch Cara Josephine on? Am I, or am you I getting can. That I, listen, I got fuck all going on, and I just want everyone to know I'm available for employment, and I'm a well seasoned pro. Um, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I've got two shows that people can see online. I've got Cara Josephine on Amazon and something better on Netflix as part of, but as part of the live at the BBC but I just you've recorded you've got a foot in each camp your Netflix well, and Prime video very I've hidden within <laughs> specialist threads not in any Josie real is the show content. called something better yeah as a joke so yeah. that when you're describing the different platforms you're across you can say there's something better on a different platform <laughs> oh I didn't think about it in those times it was just saying like, what, what are you going to see we're seeing that we're going to see one something better one in the better. eye for Amazon Prime <laughs> and I, but I've just recorded my other show and I'm going to try and put it out I recorded it in my garden in lockdown with about five people in the audience and amazing I'm really pleased with it so there's that Brilliant. Well, look out for that and follow follow all of our uh, follow all of our guests on Twitter. And thanks to all of you guys for watching. As always, um, check out our Patreon, uh, Pappy's Flat Share. We're doing um, regular episodes of uh, Flat Share Lockdown. There's loads of bonus stuff over there. If you are a fan of the podcast and you want to give us a, a donation, that is the great way to do it because you get um, bonus episodes uh, uh, for your donation. Uh, a Patreon subscription also makes for a very fetching Christmas present for all members of the family. Um, also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Recommend the podcast to a friend. All of that kind of stuff. So this is very exciting. Producer Gwyn, Santa scores himself. If you are not pissed out of your mind, can you tell us where the points are at the end of can the I show? Can I suggest, because it would be more in the Christmas spirit if we just finish the show now with no points, because, hey, guys, we're all just here oh. for the love. That's so, a really wonderful job. but utterly direct <laughs> sentiment. Do you know what? I really back that, actually. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Go on, Gwyn. Off you go. The scores are... So Tom and Stu had 17, and the next person had six and a half. Oh. And that was Ben and John. Oh, oh no. Four and a half. So it was very close. Oh. Sort of. Well, you know what? I think we Stu's, can... Stu's, do you know what? Stu's suggestion was a better one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just celebrated Climaxing second the place end. in a competition of two there. My motto, you play passionately to win at the, at the expense of being funny, and then at the end, you claim the points don't matter to you. Yes. <laughs> emotional ripcord. Do you know what? I'm just going to say, look, I, as, as far as I'm concerned, because it's the Christmas uh, flat chest slam down, I'm the winner. Okay, I'm the winner, guys. <laughs> I won that. Congratulations, you wrote all the songs. The real winner's Gwyn, who's having a lock in in his mate's bar. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so he's hammered for free. I mean, right I'm sitting next to a threadbare Christmas tree drinking Advocar while my wife is at work solo. This is, this is, me. This is me solo parenting. That's bleak. I'm not, the, right, I'm not actually the winner, um, but no, this is this has been so much fun. Certainly not the breadwinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clarky, it's true. Um, thank you so much, all of you, for watching at home. Thank you so much. Uh, let's have a, a, a big round of applause wherever you are, folks. For uh, for John Richardson, for Stu Goldsmith, for yes. Josie Long, of course, for producer Gwyn, for Tom Parry, for Benedict Clark. Um, that has been the end of our show. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, it was, this really was, Christmas, this was everyone. as near as damn it having you all in the same room. Thank you so much. We're Pappies. We'll see you next time on Flatshare Slamdown! Slamdown! Bye!
Happy's Flash Air Slamdown featured Matthew Crosby, Ben Clark and Tom Parry with special guests Stu Goldsmith, John Richardson and Josie Long. It was devised by Pappies and Ben Walker. Technical expertise was by Emma Caution with help from Gwyn Reese davis It was produced by Emma Caution. Big thanks to everyone who watched the show live, to Zoom and YouTube for hosting us. It wouldn't be Christmas without Zoom and YouTube. Pappies Flash Air Slamdown is a secret news production for Acast and the internet. Merry Christmas to all and to all. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Well, there we go. Merry Christmas, everyone. We hope you enjoyed that. Yet another 12 days of Christmas done. Uh, so now you can get on with the rest of your Christmas traditions. Absolutely right. And if you are still, if you still haven't bought your Christmas presents for your friends and family, why not get them a Patreon subscription? Oh, what a I mean, festive I, gift I, that would be. I, I know the answer to that. But, <laughs> uh, but you, know, you, 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 never, you literally never know if people are going to enjoy a Patreon subscription to a podcast they don't already absolutely. listen to. Absolutely. Maybe That's a safer it. bet is to treat yourself to it for a That's Christmas That's a better present. one, absolutely You'll have a bit right, of Christmas yeah. money squirreled away somewhere. Someone might have given you a few Christmas pounds. We don't spend pounds anymore. Put it into the Patreon. And, um, <laughs> you'll get... T- Tons of bonus content. You'll get Flatshare Lockdown, our kind of bonus podcast that we've been running all year. There's a great community over on Patreon. Come over and join us. That's yeah, right. You get three three bonus episodes every single week and all of the uh, archive stuff from uh, the past year. It's lots of fun. Uh, and we'd love to see you over there. But most of all, the main thing is thank you for being such wonderful listeners uh, throughout the course of this year. It's been it's been really wonderful. Everyone who's got in touch, everyone who's sent in a beef for Beef Brothers, uh, everyone who's come along to the live uh, uh, flat share zooms. They've been uh, it's been a wonderful year um, here at Pappy Towers, even if it's been a terrible year outside of it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for keeping us company and lending us your ear canal. We don't take it for granted. We feel very lucky to be able to spend this time with you. We know Christmas is going to be a bit different this year for a lot of people. Please look after yourselves and um, hold, hang in there if you you know have to get through it on your own. We love you mm-hmm. very much and uh, we look forward to hearing from you next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. This episode is produced by Emma Corsham. Corsham, Corsham team. team. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye. Please be upstanding for the Patreon neighborhood. Watch your roll call. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Patreon neighborhood. Watch roll call. We are terrified tonight to learn that someone's got his bum out, and that person is Tom Fern. Okay, yes, thank you very much. We're all terrified. We're all terrified at that. You know, there's somebody has recently got their bum out in the precinct, and I believe everybody saw her we're terrified of this news and the name of course of this person is Laura breaking news uh, ever so sorry about the uh, the bum in the incident uh, it goes on uh, unfortunately somebody saw that got very excited they've decided to stalk they started to, be, started to become a stalker uh, of course it's dirty old Ryan Walker Dirty old, dirty old Ryan Walker, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. This bum news is affecting us all in different ways. Listen, I'm really sorry to say we are terrified to report that the bum incident, it goes on. Someone got their bum out. They did a fart. That fart was terribly loud. Reports breaking now that it was actually Lauren McLeod. Okay, well, this... Can I just say that I'm absolutely terrified right now and you're not going to believe this but uh, somebody has got their bum out and is running about as fast as they can go uh, I believe that person is Scobado 
Okay, breaking news. Unfortunately, someone's got very angry at this and has got a gun out and they shot her. Uh, oh no! Uh, no, I, I know it's absolutely terrible. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it news coming on. through that it is actually Kai Potter. I'm calling out to Scatland. Breaking news: Someone did a calling out from Scatman's world. And if you wanna be free, you gotta listen to me. Oh. Uh, there's terrible news right now, and uh, it's uh, it, it involves the uh, the bum incident. Uh, uh, I'm afraid somebody has actually just drawn a picture uh, of a bum, and uh, yeah, it's, it, it's it's absolutely disgusting. And, and next of it, next to it, they have drawn a picture uh, of a turd, and and, and that person uh, was, of course, uh, Men Steinberg. Oh no! Well, uh, this person uh, has mistaken the picture of a turd for a real one. And, oh, uh, God. They're, they're just an absolute idiot. <laughs> 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 it's a real shame. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to say it's Elizabeth Elliot. Someone stuck their arsehole right into my car window at the traffic lights. I was absolutely furious. I was also listening to the killer song, Mr. Brightside. Oh, great. I was giving a lift to my good friend, Josh Wright. Okay, of course you were listening to me. Except Mr. Brightside with your arsehole in someone else's car. Who can who can blame you? What a start to the day. Well, uh, let's, I've got some bad news for everybody. Uh, somebody has shoved their spare phone up their arse. Uh, oh, yes, no. that's right. Right up the arse goes their burner. And it was, of course, Gareth Turner. Someone got upset with the phone being up his arse. Decided to try and take it back out. He gave oh. it. He gave it an almighty tug. Oh! It was absolute scenes, and of course he did it. <laughs> Sam Rug. Oh, Ruggy boy! And now in sport, in football today, someone put a whole ball up their arsehole. There's no need. <laughs> Anyway, over to the tennis. Who's won Wimbledon? It's Mark Mead! <laughs> Congratulations. Well, That's all we've got time for tonight at the News at 10. Uh, stay classy. I'm going to do the last one, though. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. i uh, got to stay classic, guys. Listen, guys, before, before you stay classic, don't walk off in a huffy, because that, of course, is the preserve of Gillian Duffy. Match of the day. Match of the day, match of the day, match of the day. Do 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 do. That concludes our neighborhood Patreon watch roll call. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.